Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. All of our listeners in the United States want to welcome you here. And to all of our listeners in other countries, I'm honored to have you with us. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Welcome everyone for wherever you are, whenever you are, to Marriage and Family Clinic. In Southern Virginia, we're coming to you from WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400. That's on your AM dial. And on your FM dial, you can find us at WPCE. WBXB 100.1. You may also listen to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can find the podcast by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search iTunes for Bishop C.D. Hodges or click on that purple podcast player icon on your smart device. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, we finally made it. Last Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021, we witnessed the inauguration of a new president of the United States of America in the person of President Joseph R. Biden. We also witnessed the first woman and the first person of African and Asian ancestry to assume the office of Vice President of the United States in the person of Kamala Harris. And in case there's anyone who doesn't see this as a real significant event, just let me break it down Barney style. This is a big deal. Should President Biden become incapacitated or unable to serve for any reason, Vice President Harris would assume the role of President of the United States of America. And God knows I would never wish anything unfortunate on any president or anybody else for that matter. However, it is a real possibility nonetheless. And whether or not you voted for the Democratic ticket of Biden and Harris, you would have to be extremely out of touch not to recognize that this is a momentous moment in our nation's history. Regardless of what political side you may be on, when we look at this from the human side, if you're like me, it's exciting to see all the young children who are inspired by seeing a woman as vice president, by seeing a person of color in the White House and in the highest levels of government. You know, I'm compelled also to note that we have the first black secretary of defense. All of these firsts really send the message, and that message is, number one, great achievement is possible for anybody. Number two, you must be prepared. And number three, it won't be given to you. And when I, again, when I look at all of these firsts, and President Biden, God bless his heart, he has pointed a record number of, of, of black people to his cabinet, a record number of women. Uh, he's even pulled in some in-betweens there. I'll talk about that another time there. Uh, but uh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. But all of these first tell us that great things are, are possible for anybody. That's the first thing. But number two, you have to be prepared. You have to get ready. And number three, nothing will be given to you. You're going to have to work hard. And the last thing I want to say about the new executive administration led by President Biden is this. I am sincerely praying for him and his cabinet. Man, woman, uh, black, white, Hispanic, 
Asian, whatever the case may be. I am sincerely praying for him and his cabinet. And I do expect government to act as an arm, a tool of God's righteousness. And so if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to be way more important for you and I to pray for the president and his cabinet rather than to criticize. All right, let's move on here. For this broadcast, for this particular episode, I want to speak to the challenges of maintaining our relationships during the pandemic. You know, COVID-19 has been like an atomic bomb dropped on us. And I'm speaking in uh, hyperbole, of course, but I think we all agree that things have changed and they will never go back to being like they were. Things have definitely changed in this pandemic. And for people who thought they could not change, oh, you changed. Change was all around you. And when change is all around you, you're not playing with the full deck if you don't go with the change to some extent, to some degree. We can discuss that, but I'm just saying things have changed. Many people have lost their jobs. They've suffered serious financial hardship as a result of losing jobs. Schools have closed. They've opened. They closed. They opened. Children have had to get used to telelearning. Who would have ever thought that the government would dare order churches to close their doors? You know, one area of our living in which this bomb was dropped on us was in our relationships, especially our family relationships. You know, I, I call the family God's ordained, ready-made unit of love, nurturing, support, and security. And in times like these, we need our families. And I know our families have been pressed. Some have been stretched like a rubber band. But in times like these, we need our families. The family instills values, a sense of belonging and identity. The family reinforces values, that sense of belonging. And all of that, the family reinforces it all during challenging times such as this pandemic. The family serves as a safe haven for us to go to when we need to recover from those beatdowns that life will bring. Our families take us in when the rest of the world puts us out. And where our families are concerned, my heart, first of all, really goes out to the elderly who have to cope with the effects of sheltering in place and not being able to see, to touch, to feel their family members. So many of them are already living alone, our elderly. So many were already living in nursing homes, missing their families. And the pandemic didn't do them any favors. Their alone time was increased. Just a couple of days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who told me that his family members had not heard from his uncle in a couple of weeks. Come to find out his uncle had been dead for almost all of that time. Listen, tomorrow is not promised to us. And that cliche, the cliche tomorrow is not promised, that has become much more than just a cliche as we have watched people we love and care for leave this night life for the next life without any warning whatsoever. It is critical that we maintain constant contact with our elderly family members. And I'm talking about how to help one another in this pandemic. We've got to keep our relationship strong. And it is critical that we maintain constant contact with our elderly family members. 
even the elderly in our neighborhoods. If you know an elderly person who lives next door, down the street, around the corner, in your neighborhood, check on them. Knock on that door and just say hi. Walk down the sidewalk and wave at them. Just keep contact on them. Many of them have a willingness to learn technology, so getting them online so they can enjoy vehicles like Zoom and FaceTime and Skype and all of this social media, it can really help them maintain their vitality. It can really help them maintain their relationships. It will really benefit them. And so for those who are willing to do it, please encourage them. Get online. Use that telephone. Update that telephone. Get them a phone, a smartphone. You know, some of our elderly folks, they're still having flip phones. They still use the old school flip phones. I remember uh, several years ago when I wanted to upgrade my phone and I had a little uh, phone. It wasn't even up to the standards of a flip phone. And the uh, agent in the store there, I went in Best Buy, and the agent in the store says, what is this? Is this what Moses used to call Jesus on the main line? You know, and she got a kick out of it, but I was, uh, I was funny and everything. But I'm just saying, that let's upgrade their equipment. Those who have a willingness to use social media and use technology, let's help them learn the best that we can. Let's help them learn the very best that we can so that we can help maintain those relationships. And you know what? I love keeping in contact with the elderly. I appreciate them. I appreciate them living long lives. I appreciate all that God has done through them. And you know what else? I want someone to come and check on me when I'm old. I want someone to come and see about me because I tell you one thing, you will get old. All you have to do is keep on living. And I guarantee you, you will get old. So if they can have uh, uh, vehicles, if they can enjoy things like FaceTime and Zoom, uh, more power to them. You know, enjoying the laughing, the reminiscing, the storytelling, even crying sometimes. It can be so life-giving. Feeling that connectedness, it's a must. We must feel connected in this time. During this pandemic, we must feel that connectedness. We couldn't go and celebrate Christmas like we're used to doing. We couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving like we're used to doing. We're not having birthday parties and other celebrations that usually make us feel connected. So we have to replace all of those with something to maintain that connectedness. It's an absolute must. You know, I can only imagine how exhilarating and how uplifting it is for some grandparents or older people to see their grandchildren or their family members. And these social media vehicles, they actually provided the way for my wife and I to get to know our grandchildren. And you know, this is before the advent of social media. We were using Skype back then, but we actually got to know our grandchildren because we were living in Japan, they were living in the United States, and we spent time with them on those vehicles. They got to hear our voice. They got to see our faces. And I never will forget the day when my granddaughter saw me for the very first time in person. And she woke up and she looked around and, and she just 
her eyes got big as quarters, her mouth just dropped and she was in shock. It was all, you could see it all over until she realized it was really me and I wasn't on the screen. You know, I'm, I'm just saying just how uplifting it must be for some of our elderly, some grandparents to see their children. Because I get excited now when I see my grandchildren. I get excited. You know, but through these vehicles, through all of these vehicles, uh, it's possible for some elderly folks to get even more contact than they did prior to the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, you would have to travel one another or be limited to talking on the phone. And now we do have these social media vehicles maintaining the connectedness. Maintaining this contact with our elderly, elderly is absolutely critical. Contact with the elderly serves the same purpose as physical contact with an infant. They need it to thrive. It's working wonders for my own mother. When I bring her on the Zoom and she sees uh, all of her children, when she sees her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, whom she don't get to see uh, regularly, it works wonders for her. And I'd like to point out more specifically how, pan how this pandemic has affected marriages. Husbands and wives have faced multiple challenges, many of which were unexpected and some thrust upon them in a hurry. Husbands and wives have had to work out strategies on the fly to overcome these serious challenges. There was the pre-pandemic life where things were in order, the children had their routines, the family goals were understood, the husband understood his place in his space, the wife understood her place in her space. But in the post-pandemic life, all that was turned upside down. It was turned upside down. And one thing we see is that families have much more time to spend together. And that's much more opportunity to get on each other's nerves, actually. It can work either way. But it all depends on how we use it, how we view it, the attitude we apply to it. And husbands and wives, husbands and wives who didn't lose their jobs are working from home now and the kids are not in school. Man, that's a lot of time the family is spending together. You have to occupy that time. You definitely have to occupy that time, especially with children and small children at that. One of my spiritual sons told me that prior to the pandemic, his wife had her space and time while he was at work. Now they're forced to work things out all day long. <laughs> they also have to meet the challenge of dealing with their kids all day long because they're not in school. One challenge of the pandemic is family members who cannot be together. Another challenge of the pandemic is families who have extra time together. So we have the challenge of not being able to get together. And now we have this challenge of being together all day. They're both challenging. They both have to have their own separate strategies. This extra time, this extra time, all this extra time together poses a significant challenge for families. And as my spiritual son says, we discovered how close we were not. A lot of people are discovering how close they are. But you know, more than likely, and this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that you, you've exposed some areas that need work. You discover 
from spending all this extra time together, you discover how close you are not. For some, all this extra time may seem like a negative. It may seem like an opportunity for family members to get on each other's nerves all day. The increase in sibling rivalry, children having to have their time occupied, children easily get bored, and they don't mind tell, telling mom and dad 5,000 times an hour, I'm bored, I'm bored, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. And this will go on and on and on and on. Moms and dads are going to grow short-tempered, they're going to start going off on the kids, uh, toleration levels are going to be decreased, certainly not increased. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging, nonetheless. But it doesn't have to be the disappointing negative that it seems like it would be for some. This extra time together for some families may be just what the doctor ordered. Indeed, it is a chance for families to rediscover each other. Having all of this extra time together you know, and when I say it just may be what the doctor ordered, that means you've been having issues, you've been having problems or whatever the case may be. And unbeknownst to you, unbeknownst to you, you really need to get to know each other. So having all of this extra time together is a chance for parents to reassert their influence over their children. You know, children have spent 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 hours a day away from their parents. For some children, their parents are gone before they get up in the morning and don't come home until after dinner at night. Parents may have only one or two hours at most with their children a day. And so the influence over their children is coming from school teachers, coming from personalities on television and movies. But this extra time means that children or, or parents get to reassert their influence over their children. And that's a good thing. Children who have spent all of this time away now have their parents with them at home for days at a time. And that's a good thing. Children need to come under the influence of their parents. It's a parent's job to raise their children. And you cannot do that properly, appropriately, successfully without having a significant amount of time with your children. Now parents have to assume the responsibility for their children's education. Parents have to assume the responsibility for establishing and reinforcing values. Parents have to assume the responsibility for teaching discipline. Parents now have to assume the responsibility for caring for their children. And that's where the responsibility belonged all the time. Parents now have the sole responsibility of setting an atmosphere at home that promotes stability and wholeness, principles, growth, etc., etc., etc. All things considered, this has to be the best way to raise a family. And you know, it's difficult, it's difficulties like this pandemic that will reveal to us what our families are made out of. Before the pandemic, parents may have parented by a survival method. And now you're really going to need to get to know your children. You're really going to need to get to know your children. And your children are really going to need to get to know you. 
But this this pandemic, it also reveals what our marriages are made of. Not only the families, but our marriages. You never know what a teabag can do until you put it in some hot water. And difficult, trying times like this pandemic acts on our relationships like hot water acts on a teabag. Without a doubt, these difficult times will expose what's on the inside. You know, some families will enjoy and grow even more as a result of this pandemic because that foundation was there before the pandemic. They will enjoy and appreciate their closeness and more closeness. They'll grow closer. However, there are some families that will find out how close they are not. In all of the extra time some families are spending together will show them that even though they've been married for years and years, even though these are their children and we've raised them from birth, in spite of all of that, they still don't know each other as well as they thought they did. And this is not the time to fret and fall apart. This is an opportunity it's an opportunity time. It's an opportunity to pull something positive out of what so many people believe is a negative. Believe me, folks, I'm not minimizing what some people have been through. I can't even imagine the horror and the sorrow some families have been through. I've seen them lose multiple family members. I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a mother and a father in the same month, in the same week, in the same day even. I'm not minimizing any of that. And I know better than anybody that I'm only here and my family is blessed only because God is good. So I say to all of us who are still here, the fact that we're still here means we've been given an opportunity. Some of us didn't have the motivation. I said to you a moment ago, all of this extra time together is just what the doctor ordered. Well, some of us didn't have the motivation or the courage to face some issues in our relationships. Before the pandemic, we were able to spend extra hours at work to keep from going home to face the spouse. Before the pandemic, we were able to leave the home earlier in the morning to get to work so that we wouldn't have to deal with the spouse putting things off. We've avoided and we've run from some issues for years, but this pandemic has brought some of us to moments of confrontation. And now we are forced to deal with ourselves. We're forced to deal with our spouses. We're forced to deal with our issues. And now is the time to work on those issues that you've ignored for so long. Maybe one facet, maybe one facet of relationships, especially in marriage, that deserves attention is communication. Maybe one of you has lost your job during the pandemic. Listen, if there's one area in our relationships, in our marriages especially, uh, that can get the best of couples, it is finances. And I can only imagine the added stress of seeing your family income reduce significantly because one of you has lost a job. It's going to be critical that you lock arm in arm and forge a new way of living. That And however you do it, you're going to have to get it done. You're going to have to lock arms. You're going to have to really communicate. You're going to have to make some difficult decisions. 
This is a time where you're going to demonstrate more than any other time in your life that you have each other's back. I'm telling you, finances can get the best of a couple like no other issue. Money, money can be a destructive mechanism in a marriage like no other issue can. <clears throat> so you're going to have to buckle down, get this together. This is really a time for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is really a time for you to learn your money habits. It's really a time for you to learn your money personalities. This is really a time for you to make a budget. This is really a time for you to talk about marriage goals, to talk about financial goals. This is really a time for you, again, to lock arms and forge a new way of living out of the chaos that has been this pandemic. Because without a doubt, these times will expose your weakness. And as I always say, if you need that third party, get that third party in there. As a matter of fact, I want to strongly recommend you bring a third party in before your weakness is, is exposed and turns into conflict. You know what? It makes a whole lot of sense. If one of you has gone through a drastic change, say, for example, one of you has lost a job, your income is reduced drastically. It's important to get a third party in right now, right now, so that you can discuss so that you can discuss how to move forward and make sure that your blind spots are covered. Make sure, listen, I, I want to alert you to something. When we're working problems out, we do have blind spots. And we will either consciously or subconsciously or intentionally or unintentionally, we will attempt to work things out for our favor. But when you are married, what works for my wife works for me. When I work for her favor, I'm working for my favor. But if that's not your experience and you're going through a traumatic time, you're going through a serious change right now, you need to bring that third party in. I'm talking about helping you through this pandemic. You need to bring that third party in. And it's so convenient to get that third party in now. You can call them right up on Zoom. We have Zoom counseling, online counseling sessions. You may not even call it counseling. Call it coaching. Call it whatever you want. But you're going to have to make up in your mind, I must do whatever it is I must do in order to make my marriage work during the trying times, during the difficulties of this pandemic. You're going to have to work out strategies for communication. You're going to have to understand now more than ever that it's important, it's critical that we talk to one another and not talk at one another. You're going to have to understand now more than ever that my wife, my husband, I need to communicate to them that I have his back. I have her back. That connectedness I was talking about a moment ago, <laughs> it's going to be no more important anywhere than it's going to be in marriage.
And this is a time where we must demonstrate to one another we have each other's back. It's going to show up in your leisure activities. You know, we don't go out to dinner like we used to. We don't go out in public like we used to do. We don't go out on dates like we used to. Most everything is done at home now. How are you going to enjoy yourself at home? How are you going to have fun at home? How are you going to let each other, how are you going to send a message to one another that I truly love you at home with no money? How are you going to do that without money? That's the challenge. And that's the challenge that we all must meet. Listen, to help you in this pandemic, I'm saying to us all, I'm saying to us all, We've got to maintain the connectedness. We've got to maintain the contact with our elderly. Call them, visit them, Zoom them, Skype them, talk to them. Check on them as best as you can. We've got to reassert our influence over our children. They're spending more time at home with us. Mom and dad, reassert your influence over your children. Sit down, talk with your children, play games with your children, pray with your children, read with your children. Do homework with your children. Talk about your jobs. Talk about their goals, their desires. And couples, couples, lock arm in arm. Forge that new way of living in the face of difficulties. Don't be afraid to change your communication. And let each other know that you definitely have each other's back. Hey, I'm out of time here. I'd like to get out of here, but I appreciate you joining us on Marriage and Family Clinic for this episode. Uh, as always, I'd really love to hear from you. You can email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. You can also inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. And again, if you want to hear this or any other episode, just go to iTunes and search Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. Again, thanks so much for joining us. We look to hear from you. Look to see you and talk with you same time next week. Until then, remember, you cannot have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.